0: if you give them something immediately on your website they're going to like if you give them something immediately with your product experience when they actually try it you're going to like or in an ad that they're going to like they will stay for another
1: welcome to the Ten K collective podcast for six seven and eight figure amazon and e-commerce sellers part of the amazing fba podcast family If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Do you feel you're wasting money you could be keeping in your pocket? Well, many private label Amazon sellers don't even know where they're wasting money, let alone how to stop it. And if that's you, we can help. Our new online assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. For a powerful and quick diagnosis, go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your instant free analysis straight away. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode just go to amazingfba.com forward slash four four jibber ladles and jelly spoons boys girls germs whatever you want to call yourselves we are here in the 10k collector mastermind for six seven and eight figure amazon sellers now amazon sellers what does that mean i guess it means e-commerce sellers who focus mostly on amazon so that's an interesting distinction because today we are with jake rosenberg Founder and CEO of Crete. Crete is a 30-second skincare company, formerly skincare company focused on men, by which hangs the tail, I think. So there's lots to discuss. Jake's also been running his brand on Shopify, recently launched on Amazon. So many, many things about brand and product and sales channels and lots of good things to discuss. First of all, Jake, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So nice to speak to somebody who's primarily focused on being a brand owner. I guess in about 10 minutes, you'll either create a course or become an agency or a consultant or both. But I think we caught you at that moment where, unlike me, you're still- you're sure. gonna make
0: a course about how to make courses, like everyone else I see on-
1: Yeah, right. That's the other classic. Yes, I've been consuming those myself recently. So we let's talk about this. There's so many things to talk about here. Let's talk, first of all, about your 30-second skincare company. Give us a sort of quick pitch about your original concept. And then we're already getting into the fact that you're tweaking that based on your market's response. So tell yeah. us about that.
0: So the, the short founder story, and I'll keep it at 30 seconds, is that I had a ski accident in 2017. I was left with a big scar on my nose. And you can't exactly hide something on your nose. It's not, you know, there's no hair to cover it. There's no clothing to cover it. It's, it's right there. So I was forced to learn about skincare. Before that, I was just like a regular dude who took a shower and washed his face with a bar of soap. If I needed a moisturizer because my skin happened to be dry, I'd go to CVS and get something. i use whatever shampoo, like, probably smelled the nicest. Like, it doesn't really matter. It didn't really matter to me. But when you have a scar, you start having to learn a lot about skincare. And so I understood that there were kind of two worlds. One was the medical world of, like, procedures and all this craziness. That wasn't for me. And the other was the world that was built for women, which is Ulta, Sephora, and that whole that whole section, which, again, was not for me. I just wanted a couple of products that would make my scar go away, make dry skin go away, and maybe hide a pimple if I had it. And you walk into a store like Sephora and you say, okay, I know that those three products are in here, but they have 10,000 products and there's no way I'm ever going to find it. And so I started Crete so that basically guys just wouldn't have that problem. And as you mentioned, we're kind of shifting because women have been buying our products because they don't like, not necessarily all women like that Sephora experience. And so what we ended up doing is by building it towards a more male sentiment of like, you don't know what skincare really does. You don't want to be stuck in the bathroom for more than 30 seconds and use one product. You don't want a million things in a routine. We ended up actually appealing to like a broader audience of men and women. And so we kind of went from a male focused brand to a slightly more unisex brand that markets, we still market primarily to men, but there's just, we don't think that skincare is masculine or feminine. It's like having nice skin. is just why wouldn't you want to have nice skin?
1: Interesting. There's so many uh, thought-provoking things right off the bat to talk about here. So one of the classic, almost a cliche, and the Americans to sort of the butcher the word niche, which I think is a French word that they say the riches are in the niches, which almost makes me wince because of the French. But
0: riches are in the niches.
1: Yeah, yeah. riches are in the niche. Sounds wrong as well. So doesn't work if you say it properly. But anyway, so that's kind of a cliche, a truism, whatever it is. So that implies to me that, you know, if you focus on men and skincare and fast skincare, that, that's going to be more focused as a brand than a unisex, which sounds almost if you're taking that very narrow view, like, oh, it's not, it's for everybody. And if it's for everybody, it's for nobody. So, so you must have thought long and hard about this because it's not a casual decision. So why did you come to the conclusion that you were going to broad your target of attire in that way?
0: I would say that it's not. We're not marketing to everybody. We're marketing to people with a specific set of values or a specific set of, you know, behaviors or how how they'd like their life to go. We're marketing to people who want efficiency. Marketing to people who don't want to be stuck in the bathroom. For for my girlfriend, she buys whatever on TikTok. It's like an experience. She buys it. She's in the bathroom thirty minutes trying ten products in a row. She likes it. That's a whole. That's a thing she enjoys doing. It's like her sport. For me that sounds terrible. I don't want to be doing that. I'd rather be working more. I'd rather like, you know, watch a great show. I'd rather hang out with friends. So for me, I don't enjoy that. For many women, they don't enjoy that. Some men actively enjoy that. So it's not that we're for everyone. It's just when we started marketing to guys who wanted to learn what a product does in 30 seconds or less, and then apply it and have it work in 30 seconds or less, It turns out that that's just that message and that type of company and that type of brand promise is not just for men. Many women actively want that too. Not all women, not even necessarily most women, just some women. So we figured that by putting skincare for men, that wasn't really accurate. It was basic. It's more like skincare for people who want great skin with none of the BS.
1: Yeah. And I like your brand name and underneath it, you on your website, I'm just having a quick look here, always interested in this sort of brand promise, particularly when you're off Amazon, where you get a bit more chance to articulate the brand promise as a whole, as opposed to product by product, right? 30 Second Skincare, it's quick and and it's a straightforward brand promise. Like it's quick you're straight to the point. And so, yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, it makes me think also I've been rereading The Star Principle by Richard Koch, which is just marketing genius. I mean, it's a pretty simple idea to start with the Boston Consulting Growth Matrix, which I won't dive into here unless you really want to get into that, but just a brilliant book. But well, one of the things he was saying, if you're trying to think about how to find a valuable niche is sort of men and women. And then he talked about masculine and feminine. So what does that mean? I guess you know, in these days, that's rather a dangerous, traditional sort of ground, but you can think of anima and animus if you want to get all Freud or Jungian about it. Those male type energy cuts to the chase. My wife is like that. She, she goes for a pee, to be frank, she's quicker than most men, which I don't know how that even works, but you know, she does cut to some the some chase. Some women do. It's, probably, yeah.
0: it's, it's less, it's statistically less, but it's not none. So yeah. let's say we appeal to 80% of men and 20% of women. Yeah. That makes more sense to us than appealing, trying to appeal to a hundred percent of men and no women. Because a hundred percent of men, the 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 variance is large. Yes. I yeah, mean people want concentrated in seconds. a bell curve in the middle of a behavior. Yeah. And so maybe we're going for this end and this end of the bell curve of women and not yeah. the middle. But really, we're not going for this end and this end of men. We're going for the middle. Like maybe that's the behavioral because everything comes down to the customer experience. And so the, the niche, niche, whatever anyone wants, you know, that we're going after is people who want a very specific customer experience or to use a very California word of a very specific vibe. You know, it is, it is all about that. As you come to our website, there's not a lot of words. There's not a lot of reading. There's some nice pictures. There's a couple of cool animations. You go, Oh, what does this do? 30 second skincare. Okay, well, why thirty seconds skincare? Why not super easy skincare? Why not one-minute skincare? Why not 10 seconds skincare? There's a reason. First of all, we focused on time because to me, when you're trying to tell someone something's easy, it still might take them a while. And what do we have that's a precious resource is time, right? So if I tell you something takes 30 seconds, even if it hurts, it's only 30 seconds. So I thought that of the kind of constraints that we could use as a marketing tool and as messaging, the time element was the most important. Now one minute skincare, that sounds good, not as catchy. Minutes longer than 30 seconds. Ten second skincare doesn't even feel like you're gonna do anything. Nothing's nothing works in ten seconds. Even though you can you can apply some of our products in ten seconds, thirty seconds was just the sweet spot. And All of this kind of folds into, we we. I made that when I first started the company, and then maybe two years later, I read a book called $100 Million Offers by Alex Formozzi, and it contextualized why our tagline worked. I knew it worked, but I didn't really know the broader framework of why it worked. And essentially, the value proposition that you give to customers, people can promise anything aspirational. You're going to look the best. You're going to meet the girl of your dreams because your skin is cleared up. Your boss is going to go, wow, you don't look tired and give you pro- whatever crazy thing you you can figure out. Anyone can figure out a promise, hire some actors, or influencers and 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 do that. But the thing is, how do people know you're actually going to deliver on that promise and how much work, time, effort, money, et cetera, are, is it going to take to get there? And that's the denominator. You're going to look great. You're going to feel great. You're going to get the girl, whatever it is. And it only takes 30 seconds. Okay, that is the actual equation. Most people don't focus on that. They don't tell you, you know, they give you free shipping, maybe easy returns. They reduce some frictions in some ways, but they don't tell you that, like, the actual experience with the product is going to be so simple. Again, if it takes 30 seconds, it can't be rocket science.
1: Brilliant. And and by the way, you're transitioning beautifully into what we've got on on the docket, as it were, that we're going to talk about is product development, which is obviously critical, but we're starting with the brand and the customer avatar straight away, just based on what you were saying just before we we went live, and I guess the the link between the products and the avatar is the offer, right? Which is a separate thing. And by the way, Alex Hormozy, hundred million dollar offers, amazing book, definitely recommend it to anyone. It's free, by the way, which is kind of crazy, at least in the digital version. Yeah. And if I remember, so I think what you're referring to is the value proposition, the value equation, right? I'm trying to remember yeah. how it works now. So it's basically I
0: don't remember the exact
1: no, I remember wording, the exact but thing, but it was so,
0: basically like value like aspirational outcome like what are you actually promising them uh, divided by how easy is it going to get there wow you're gonna you're gonna lose a hundred pounds in in like no time okay great but it's gonna cost you a million dollars okay that's not great this is gonna cost you 30 something dollars and take 30 seconds to use for a cup for a week wait my skin's gonna look better and my skin looks better we need to contextualize that in the actual you know status that you have relative to whatever you want in your life your neighbor you know one of my favorite commercials ever was talking, it was a grass advertisement talking about how make your neighbors jealous of your lawn. What a yeah. way to sell ass is like, like, you're not selling, you're not selling the fertilizer or whatever the specific product is. You're selling, you beating your neighbors in a competition. They're going to be jealous. It's those yeah. kind of things are how you want to have the aspirational outcome. But then there's, I think, one or two other parts of the equation, which is how do people know that they, you're actually going to deliver that aspirational outcome? And that is, you know, it's not necessarily impossible. It's reviews. It's, it's videos of people using your product and having it work. I mean, if it's a shirt, show the shirt on someone looking good. That's not necessarily, yeah. None of this is again rocket science. It's just you have to kind of do these systematically. Yeah. And then. One of the points he made, which I now call fast wins is it's one of the secret weapons of our company, which is every product we design. Yes, is going to get into product development it has to give you the positive experience. Like literally the first second or minute that you use it, the first time you use it. So one of the issues of, you know, going to the gym or gym subscriptions is that everyone's excited on January 1st. They go sign up. They go to the gym. They give it two days, three days, maybe five days, maybe a week. You don't really see results in that time. You have to, it's about commitment. There's no fast win. Most people by mid-January or whatever the statistic is have quit. Okay, well, how do we not have that happen? Because sometimes you, you have to use skincare for a month before your specific skin issue will, will reduce dramatically enough. If it's redness, fine lines, wrinkles, something that's more like structural, You know, to soften fine lines, it might be two months. So how do we get people to use it consistently? We develop our products so that they work the first time you use them, but that they have some sort of sensation or feeling so that you know it works. Our hydrating facial serum has this tightening sensation. You feel it on your skin the first time you use it. And so we get a lot of customer feedback that's reviews like, wow, I put it on. My skin feels tighter and smoother the first time. Well, that lets you know it's working. You're going to use it every day for a month, and then you're going to see the real benefits, and then you're a customer for life.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. I like that.
0: Yeah. I was going to say,
1: this is almost like my, my, uh, oh, sorry to interrupt, just a couple of thoughts. My podcasting co host, by the way, massive Shopify fan, Jason Miles says, put the pill in the meat. And as a teacher that I've been in, in the past, music teaching, like a lot of the time that psychology is critical, isn't it? You have to give somebody something that is an immediate win and actually that's not really the important thing. That's not really the responsible thing. But if you don't give them that, then they won't use it enough to get the real win, right? And, and that's... If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 44jibber. Yeah, I mean, it's so smart. I
0: knew this was true because of an experience I had in college. I used to, I used to do DJing and like mashing up and mixing in music production. And I just remember like the first week of college, I got Ableton, I don't know, it was like Ableton six or seven or something like that. And I accidentally put two songs together, like just as a coincidence and hit play and they mashed up perfectly. And because I was like, oh, I did that, that sounded really good. I then struggled for the next two weeks to learn every bit of that platform so I could recreate something like that. I, by some miracle, got that, and that shaped, you know, my, like a music career for me for for years, and, and a love of of music and mixing and, and production, because I accidentally put two things together, you know, in this insanely complicated program and hit play, and it happened to work like perfectly. So again, like sometimes you just need a win up front, and it can make you see or feel or believe in the product or the process. And that's really good for stuff that takes a while to potentially give results. The gym, some parts of skincare. Now, if you've dry skin, you put Creed on; it's going to work immediately. You're the dry skin is probably even going to disappear immediately. So, you know, with concealer that we're launching in like a month, that's easy. You have a dark dark spot, you cover it up; it's gone. That's a fast win. But you know, some products that we're we're launching in the future, it's a little harder because we have to incorporate the fast win into the actual chemistry of the product functionality. So there may yeah. be ingredients we use or don't use and things like that.
1: Yeah, really, really interesting. It, it strikes me that you think very, very hard about the exact consumer experience, your kind of engineering experience, and you understand yeah. the psychological importance of that. That's so interesting. By the way, just to reiterate, because I think it is, you know, you and I, obviously, massive fans of the $100 million offer book by by Alex Olmosi. And by the way, just to reiterate, it's talking about offers, it's not talking about not talking about marketing not even talking about custom avatar though it's obviously related not even talking about products although if you promise something you can't deliver on you're being big trouble yeah but this value equation is just fantastic so just to read that out so it's the dream outcome times the perceived likelihood of achievement divided by the time delay times the effort and sacrifice needed so to your point for example in the gym effort and sacrifice very big time delay maybe weeks maybe even months so therefore you know that that kind of it which is the numerator denominators the, the other one the one at the bottom Very right a big number yeah that's what. thank you exactly. um, the one at the bottom is very big so so that that's why you only pay whatever 30 40 50 pounds or, or dollars for a gym subscription whereas your dream outcome time perceived like the hit of achievement if you believe that your skin's gonna look beautiful and you really know that you can trust this company and you put it on it takes 30 seconds and it's just like you've opened a team gloop gloop done then yeah. your time delay is incredibly short effort and sacrifice very low outcome very high, if you trust that it's going to happen, value is very high, which explains why Crete's taken off so well, right? I I think it's just a brilliant example.
0: it's funny because all those things make sense. And thankfully, we were doing all of them. But it wasn't until I read that book, which is pretty recently, like a year or two ago, that I was just like, oh, that's why all of those things work together. (laughs) And it it really helped me. The fast wins part, that's, you know, I don't think that's his first, I think that's mine my version of of i mean the concept came from stuff he said whereas like you know if it takes you 2 weeks to experience a win you know it's a lot harder than if it takes 10 seconds that has changed our company's philosophy on everything we do every ad now we have to give you a fast win within 3 seconds we have to do something entertaining in the first 3 seconds of our ads our website has to have a cool animation which in the within the first scroll or something that delivers value Everything because that's all people don't have attention. If they came to our website and we don't say, Hey, here's something you're going to like immediately. They're just going to be like, This is another website. I'm bored. I'm out. So if you give them something immediately on your website, they're going to like, if you give them something immediately with the, your product experience when they actually try it, you're going to like, or in an ad that they're going to like, they will stay for another 10 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds where you have time to deliver more value to move them further down the funnel. But yeah, just. We're in an age of attention, and uh, if you don't capture it and sustain it at every level of your funnel, including the product, because again, I view the product as marketing. If you like our product, we don't have to really send you email. I mean, we do, but we don't have to send you emails. We don't have to run ads to you. If you love our product, you want to order it. When you run out of toothpaste, you order more toothpaste. You don't need an ad for more toothpaste.
1: Yeah, fantastic. So yeah, values applies to every part of ads, uh, every part of the funnel. I mean, I hadn't really thought of engineering an ad in that way. Um, I have the misfortune to be the son and the grandson of of teachers and the son of a lawyer. So I guess that I just have to escape from trying to do things correctly into serving people's needs and just like really, really embrace the whole wants thing. I don't think I'm alone in that. This is why I mentioned it, but let's get into the product thing. So you're mentioning that product is part of your marketing funnel as well, which is a great way of thinking about it. But I guess another way of putting it is that Amazon, like Google before, is great at saving its customers. And the better it gets, the better it gets at matching people to great products, which are going to delight them, right? So if your product doesn't do that, I guess it's failed. And a lot of people, I don't think, still don't take product development seriously enough. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash